that's the best time to go to Japan. Is the fall. Okay, fair enough. That's what I've been told by the Japanese people. By the Japanese people? Yeah, the Japanese uh, teaching academy where I fixed their copiers many years ago, Michael. You don't know. I'm a diverse motherfucker. Don't question me. You just made that up. Check yourself or you wreck yourself. I did not. <laughs> that totally happened. I asked the Japanese lady, when's the best time to visit Japan? She's like, the fall. Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning, ladies and gentlemen all around the world. I am your host of the aisle panel this week, James. I have my two fellow hosts with me, Mr. Professor Neil Blevins, and his erroneous yet questionable assistant, Michael Hubloa. Uh How are you doing today, Mr. Blevins? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for the aggressive intro. I'm getting in today. We're getting in. <laughs> Getting in it's, or getting it in? Getting it in. It's getting it all time. out? Let's go. <laughs> all right. First. <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, pretty good. Spent uh, a lot of money on computer stuff last week. And I even uh, bought a mouse on Friday. Nice. What'd you get? The Microsoft IntelliMouse Classic, which Ooh. is the re-release of the classical shape of the IntelliMouse Explorer 3.0 which is one of the most loved office slash uh, hidden treasure gaming mice that there is. And it is. It's not released on Amazon until October 30th. So I had actually pre-ordered it, but I found out in a forum thread that Best Buy was actually selling them in store. Canceled my order, went to my nearest Best Buy and bought one. Same price. Let's see it. Is that it on the bed over there? Mm -hmm. How much are they? $40. So, nice classic gray. That is nice, man. Mm-hmm. Ergonomic shape, two side buttons. It's uh, It's got Microsoft's blue track. Ooh. So, a nice sleek bottom. I used to have a blue track mouse. I know a girl like that sleek bottom. <laughs> hey mm-hmm. Uh There have been many clones of the shape, one of which I'm actually using right now. The Chinese one, yeah. Qingbao eight bonbon da. Uh but nothing that's, beats that's racist, James. Uh-huh. It's uh artistic interpretation. <laughs> nothing beats the, the classic, nothing beats the original. So I'm very pleased with this. That is a nice mouse. It's a classic mouse. That's, yeah. that's it really does take me back. Yeah. I remember when it came back and like came out and I was like, I want that. It looks it's a, like this is the future of mousing. Yep. They even Microsoft got awesome. wise to their to their uh, popularity and re-released uh, the two smaller versions of this, the wheel mouse optical and the IntelliMouse optical. They used to sell at Micro Center for like seven bucks or ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have a brand new authentic one on eBay, they're you know fifty ish, something like that. Wow, I have the white one somewhere, but it's not. Yep. It's like you know generation eight or something. Mm-hmm. So Michael, what's up? What's up? What's up? How was your uh, week weekend? Good, just just scratching back. Yeah, he's just back scratching. It's fine, kind of busy, you know. You got a haircut. A lot of driving. 
Yep, got a haircut. You're looking so, like a young Ivan Ivan Drago from. Uh, I got the point here going. Um, you know, yeah. You know, I'm telling you, you're, you're Ivan Drago if he was didn't care about anything and and you know, enlisted in the Marines. Yeah, it had black hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or brown hair. Anything else? I'm tell really. Your back is really itching, isn't it? Yep. It's like it's more of a habit. I feel like we need to license aisle panel back scratchers with Michael signature on them. Back scratcher. Back scratcher. <laughs> How about we license our services? We'll be there the most go. expensive back scratcher, and Mike will fly to your house and scratch your back with his back scratcher. There you go. There you go. Spread that fucking fucking whatever the botulism or whatever you have in the <laughs> in the back scratcher. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ed, he's coming to see you first, my man. This is this is an authentic back scratcher. From Texas. From Scratcher Core. Fra- Scra- Scratcher Co. Exactly. From Galveston Island. Island. That's right. There you go. There. Nice. <laughs> no. All right. Well, let's dive in. What do we got here? James, did you have a good week? Oh, yeah. I mean, my week is okay. Okay. Um, uh, I had a, uh, a, blind, not a blind date, a Tinder date yesterday, which was okay. Enjoyable. Um, yeah, it was it was good. I had a good time. Uh, okay. I found out. I discovered that my taste buds may be destroyed. Right. Um, Is that a result of recent events or yeah, I think lifetime so. choices? No. <laughs> Both. Gargling acid <laughs> did me no favors. Um, no combination uh, of the two. From, no. Yeah, I think it's from antibiotics. Honestly. Um, all the beers and lo- all, I mean beers especially for some reason the, the taste is just all spoiled for me, and mm-hmm. even the I bought a very expensive bottle of the Scotch that I love, and it tastes really bad. And I and not bad, but it just it's not what you remember. <laughs> no, and it's it's not right. So I don't know if that's me or that's this this particular flavor. This is an off kind of a flavor. It's a um, Glenmorangie Milchon. So I don't know if it's supposed to taste spicy. You know, I don't know. Spicy. Yeah, it tastes spicy. Um, there is the Scotch flavor, but it's very a spicy kind of very strong, intense flavor. Um, but most beers for me just taste like they smell like vomit and they taste really weird. It's very strange, you know. So I'll I'll talk to my doctor about it next week and find out because. Things just taste weird. Food seems to be fine, but um, beer specifically. Anything with alcohol is yeah. odd. Yeah. There's a few beers that uh, seem to be okay still, but um, uh, I bought a couple last week just to see. I bought the Rogue Rolling Thunder Imperial Stout, um, aged nine months in Rolling Thunder uh, bourbon barrels. And uh, this guy right here. Who? Yeah, and it was $24, and it was really, really bad. Um, I mean, well, maybe it, that's I was your, able to drink it. Maybe that's your sickness. That's what I think, because I like Imperial Stouts, and I bought uh, this other brand right here. 
Uh, this is bourbon bourbon barrel quad. It's a bourbon barrel ale. This guy, mm. and uh, same thing. It tasted kind of foul. So I have one more that um, what's called bought for me, and I'll try that to, today sometime if I can get it cold enough, and see how I feel about that one. So I left it in the car last night. Otherwise, I'd be sipping on it now. Nice see and if warm. It like or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty such as such as your penance. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that I mean that was my that was my weekend and uh my week was pretty, you know, it was just work, you know, the usual tedious usual drone. Yeah. You hear there's some okay. changes afoot at uh, uh I don't know yet. The office? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. It's we're we're a Rumors. while out from that, yeah. Oh, okay. So who knows? Well good luck. Yep. Um, so, uh yeah, what do we got? The first musical news or musical news article. What is a musical? The, the is musical it, newsies. A, a you, oh, there we go. Nudicles. <laughs> so uh, a uh, a new home builder in Arizona has teamed up with uh, a battery maker, a German battery maker named Sonnen, <clears throat> and Sonnen will be installing three thousand of their uh, battery packs into. New homes built by Mandalay Homes in Prescott, Arizona. So, very similar to uh, like the Tesla battery packs. Um, are they called Mike? What are they called? What like like Tesla home packs or something? Do they have a name like oh, that? I have no idea. Uh, well, the Tesla home batteries very similar. Um, these will cost between ten and twenty thousand um, dollars, which seems like a chunk of change, but it, you know, it'll be wrapped into the mortgage, so most people, you know, won't really notice it on a month-to-month basis. Yeah, they won't, they won't understand grand. Yeah. So, what's good about this is that um, if the utility companies agree to purchase the excess electricity used by this, this you know, community grid of sorts, um, then the batteries could very well pay for themselves, you know, fairly quickly. And then, you know, start to generate profits for the people who bought them. If the utility companies don't do that and just say, yeah, we're not, you know, interested in that, you keep it for yourself, then, you know, they'll be effectively self-sufficient electricity-wise, which will save them on the utility bill, so they'll still sort of come out on top. Is there a solar? How how, How the batteries get in power? There are solar panels being installed on the on the 3000 new homes. Now I don't know if it's like standard for this area or for this company. Um, but I did think in regions of the country and even the world that have a, uh, a large amount of year round sunlight, like many places in Arizona or New Mexico, um, even some places in, you know, Texas that it should I say it should be mandatory to install solar panels on any new construction. Um, not sure whether that would get subsidized by the state or federal government or via tax breaks or anything like that. But uh, I'm making the statement that it should be mandatory because moving forward, it is a resource that we're thankfully using more and more, but is still underutilized. Um, so if going back to the utility companies, if they do purchase this excess power, 
then the these 3000 homes can actually combined generate enough um to power the average home you know i guess not not using too much electricity uh for they can power 5000 homes so almost double of what they uh are if that makes sense so i think it's a good thing and i also thought it was funny because of the name mandalay yeah <laughs> so i was talking to my coworker about this um he's a know-it-all skater engineer but we're gonna have him on the show one day what's that five-hour show skater yeah uh, is that a program or like a no, classification uh, of something are we allowed to know? Yeah, we are. It's it's like industrial systems or something, right? Okay. Yeah. I'll have to look and find out what it... I mean, I'm probably spelling it wrong. I don't know, but it's industrial systems. Okay. Supervisory um, control and data acquisition. It's a control system architecture that uses computers, da-da-da-da-da. That's for it. high-level yeah, process system. supervisory management. Yeah, so... You know, like industrial systems like pipes um, and turning off valves and stuff in an automated fashion, that kind of thing. All that stuff, SCADA. Nuclear power plants, all that stuff, SCADA. <clears throat> Excuse me. So his big complaint about this was he was like, the problem is not solar or wind, even though those don't produce half as much power as people think, but that we don't have the battery efficiency. So people put solar power power stuff in their house and like three batteries. He's like, that's not enough, right? You know, you're just basically, basically, you're wasting, you're wasting the effort. You know, you know, you know, compared to like a coal power plant, which once it gets like up and running, then it's going to do the job solidly without problems. And he was saying that what's happening is um, there's a place he mentioned to me that basically. They were getting power all day during like the non-peak times, and then they were they had nothing to do with the battery, nothing to do with the power, all for the rest of the day, and then because the, there's a still coal power plant in the area, and then at night they were switching over to that, but they had so much power left over that they're trying to put it back into the grid, and the coal power it was like competing with the coal power plant. Mm-hmm. But the coal pipeline's more it's more uh more reliable. I don't know. It's a whole thing, man. So there's a lot of moving parts to this whole solar thing that I didn't know about and I'm not a good person to ask, but it's it's kind of interesting actually. I'll I'll have to get more information about it and so we can talk about it one day because apparently it's not as cool as we think it is, like all these alternative systems, uh which is kind of sad. But, you know, I feel like with Tesla and with stuff like this, we're on our way, you know, because that's what we need. You need like a battery wall or something like that. Yeah. Now, I mean, I think it's great if you can take your, you know, the need for attachment to the power grid for your home, if you can take that into your own hands. But, uh, I mean, on a wide scale, people say you you can feed it back, sell it back to the grid or feed your excess back to the power grid. I mean, it definitely wasn't designed to do that. Yeah. So there, I don't know what it would cost to upgrade the infrastructure <clears throat> if it's you know putting in new types of you know switches or circuits or what. Um, well, Evan, they know, will, I'm no engineer. I'm just a doctor. As, yeah, as they 
as we said before, you know, we'll we'll show them our peaceful ways by force. Yeah, by force. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Whether they want it or not, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So that is interesting. I uh, I'm I'm with you though, Evan. I think uh, I think new homes should have should have solar panels on them. I don't see. I can't imagine anywhere in the country where that would be a bad idea. I mean, there are certain places that, you know, it can be beneficial season to season in like Alaska when you get, you know, 23 and a half hours of sort of daylight for, you know, six months. Right. Um, But maybe not so useful in, you know, Oregon and, and, uh, Washington that are sort of overcast 50% of the time, and then maybe they'll get a couple hours of direct sunlight per day. Uh, but definitely in places that are, may as well be a desert, just put them everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Very true. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there's nothing else on that. Boot me on. Yep. <clears throat> exactly. So... I don't know if you guys heard about this already, but uh, Elon Musk, uh, you guys have heard about the Hyperloop, right? Yep. So they're going to start working on the Hyperloop, and they're actually going to be doing it here in Maryland. Um, They're going to, it looks like he got preliminary approval from uh, the state of Maryland to begin digging a 10-mile tunnel beneath... um, it's beneath a portion of the Baltimore Washington Parkway. Actually. Really? Yeah, or or you know, maybe like five hundred feet that way from it. But you know. Right. Yeah. But not in the middle of like unused territory. Right. Okay. Right. So this is just like a test track, you know, kind of thing, or a test test tube, whatever it's supposed to be. Uh-huh. Test tube babies. Um, yeah. So it's going to be cloning Elon Musk. It's going to um, be in um, in Hanover is a site where they're going to start. Okay. <clears throat> um, That's a good area. That's conveniently uh, where <laughs> that Maryland live casino is. Oh, there you go. So I man, go ahead, James. I imagine it's going to become much more expensive to live here. Thanks, yeah. Elon. Yeah, that's when you asked earlier uh, before the show, you're like, hey, Evan, when are you moving back? I'm like, it's way too expensive, especially now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you could get a house out in Frederick. He's like, nope. No, why would I want, why would I want to do that? I can... I can fly there in two hours. Why would I want to get somewhere where I would have to drive for two hours to come visit? (laughs) True. Yeah. Well, it looks interesting. Um, The Hyperloop, I was never, I guess I never looked at the details of it before. So I was like, oh, it's going to be like a, like a train or something, but. It's more like a vacuum chamber. Yeah. Yeah. Or maglev kind of. Apparently, you're going to drive your car into it, and yep. then I guess it transports your car somewhere? I don't know. It's like, um, yeah, you're reminding me of some animation that I saw a while ago. 
it's basically what you said. Um, you kind of drive your car onto a sled, and then the sled orients itself onto the the motorway. I'll say, um, and you know, it's navigate. I I don't know how you tell it where you want to go, um, but its navigation is you know out of your hands. You're just a passenger at that point, and the good thing is, you know, they're like, um, you know, it's just tunnels. So you can build them on top of each other, adjacent to one another. Um, you don't have to make, since it doesn't have to be flat like a highway, you know, you don't have to make a 12-lane highway. You can make 12 tubes, you know, deeper and deeper into the mm-hmm. ground. What about, um, so you're in your car, right? You drive your car into this tunnel thing or, you know, to the entrance and then it sucks you in or whatever it does, right? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you're going to be on some, said. yeah, and you're going to be on some <laughs> kind of train thing, right? So, yeah. So you're going to be in it? Yes. You're in your car. Right. But then you're, and you're also inside this train I'll say train. Look, just imagine the thing at the banks from the 80s. You put the tube in, it goes zook, and it sucks it somewhere. That's, You're going to be inside that thing. Yeah, that's pretty pretty much correct. I see. Okay. Your car isn't going to be in a tube, and they're going to be like, okay, <clears throat> we hope your car is airtight. Yeah, exactly. No. That sounds like, <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> so you have 30 minutes of air inside your Honda Civic. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You roll excellent. Roll the window down. All your windows shatter and implode, and your body juices. Mm-hmm. Now, I I don't know if it's like a vacuum tube. I may have. Uh, I mean, that's what I read somewhere in here. So. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm sure tube. it's okay. Well, I don't know how they'll do it. Like, I'm sure it has to do with you know maglev stuff. Uh, the way I was remembering it is sort of you park your car. Not, I mean, not you pull into like a parking space that is this platform and you get lowered down into the tube or um, we'll say just lower down into the tube and you join the traffic pattern there when it's your stop or wherever you want to get off, it pulls you back up like, like an elevator, puts your car back up to the street in this platform slash parking spot. And you drive back into normal traffic. Someone else takes that spot, goes down into the tunnel, etc. That's something different. I don't know what I never said. I don't know what that is. That's not the Hyperloop, though. Says the Hyperloop technology uses electric motors and magnets to transport train cars through a low-pressure tube. Okay, that sounds cool. Um, they said they they hope to make two thirty-five-mile tubes between Baltimore and Washington. The company that is going to do the actual drilling is has the greatest name ever. The boring, it's the company. boring co. Yeah. Yep. Elon Musk's other company. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was about to ask. It's like, is the boring company doing the work? Yep. So get it, you know. But yep, it's it's too smart. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're when you tell a joke and or you're too sarcastic that everyone thinks you're serious. Yep, exactly. So, so the, where they're doing the test track is under a piece of the uh, Baltimore-Washington Parkway that's actually owned by the state of Maryland. 
Um, is it not all owned by the state? No, more than it says here, more than two thirds of it is owned by the federal government. Really? It goes through the park. It goes through the so the it's like a like a like a park thing, right? Yeah. Does it, Department of Interior own some of it or something? Yeah, like I think there's U.S. Park Police. Yeah, it. exactly. So, yeah, they ha- they have not given permission yet for any of this. Just the state of Maryland for the the ten mile test probably test track or test tube, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Interesting. So, but hey, hey, it's getting there, and it's, that's pretty exciting. As far as I know, they haven't built one anywhere, have they? Uh. They're almost. Are they almost done in California? Um, I know they've been drilling in California. Oh, they have? Yeah, I think they're drilling. Oh, okay. But okay, I thought we were. I was like, we're the first, but I guess not. No, <laughs> I guess not. Yep. So as James said, it'll be even more unaffordable, which is unfortunate because Maryland's pretty good. Well, as James said, we need to get we need to step our game up. Those stacks. That's true. I mean, affordability is really just a matter of how much money it's you have. Relative. So if, yes. we, if we get more money, then it's fine. Yes, everything yep. is relative. You know? Like, compared to how I was... Like, when I first met James, we were yeah. both wearing a CompuSA. Right now, I'm, I'm a rich motherfucker, you know? I thought you'd be like, we were both relatively in good shape. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was in poor shape, and he was in poorer shape. Now we're both in even worse shape. But anyway, right? No, compared to how I was living back then, money-wise, I'm a rich guy right now. You know, right. I'm wealthy. But eh, everything's relative, right? So, yeah. As Einstein said many, many years ago. <sighs> Fuck that dude! No I'm kidding. He's like, fuck that guy who's the foundation of all modern science. Uh, Not really. That's but that's uh, that's like a, it's a blatant lie. It's like that. You know it. That is Pythagoras. <laughs> no <I'm> kidding. <laughs> no. Um. All right. So Hyperloop. Let's do it. I'm down. Yep. Now, have you heard of a gravity train? Uh, no. Very interesting concept. Is that the thing from uh, Total Recall? I, no, I don't think so. Okay. So, incredibly difficult to execute, though. It has to do with digging a tunnel from any point on Earth to any other point on Earth, obviously not going through the core. So, you... If you dig a tunnel from, let's say, your apartment to James's apartment, and you make it a vacuum, and you get in, you know, the Elon Musk test tube, and sort of drop, let the force of gravity mm-hmm. um, move, it will take you a little over forty-two minutes to get between those two points. Yeah, that's what they did in the movie Total Recall. Okay, the new Total Recall. Okay, I did not see that. Yeah, so they just called it the fall. Okay, yeah, same kind of thing. <laughs> but it works on any two points, so you could be like from New York to London in forty-two minutes. Mm-hmm. You just have to dig that tunnel. Yeah, 
Yeah. Huh. I'm just saying, my, my house to Michael's is 42 minutes. That's not any time saving. That <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no. But just just cool. want to bring that That's up. Cool. Yeah. Evan, make it happen. Send Elon Musk an email. Or tw- tweet uh-huh. at him. <laughs> I shall. Send him a Twitter. We'll we'll go on a zip line together and have a meeting. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Was it? He says, "Is this what people normal people do? Is this? Is this? Am is I? This, do I look is this fun? Is like, this what fun is? is like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. So next up, spam heists in Hawaii are up. This is the luncheon meat, I presume. Yes. Yeah, dude, I want some of that spam. The spam masubi. They got here. This Hawaii mm-hmm. collector's edition one. Oh, it looks great. So you know, I don't know. So every anyone who's listening, I'm sure everyone knows this, but um, in Hawaii and also like Guam and stuff, spam is actually very popular, more popular than it is here on the mainland, by far. Um. And so they actually have a, like, it's, you know, they have huge displays of it at most supermarkets. And they have many more varieties than we normally see here. And apparently, though, it's it's being stolen so much now that they're starting to put it in locked cases at the grocery store. I wonder what the local costs are, because it's probably not incredibly cheap to transport over there. Maybe they make it there. I don't know. Well, probably not. Mm. No, they probably don't. But yeah, it's, it's someone. They have a thing here. It's like, it's like she watched as a man grabbed eight cases of spam and headed for the door. Jesus. She thought, okay, this isn't real. That's like thirty-five <laughs> pounds of meat. <laughs> yep. No, the the next one in the article related to sixteen cases or something. Mm-hmm. Eighteen cases. 18 cases. That's crazy. Yeah, man. That's crazy. So I don't know what's what's uh, what the deal is exactly, but uh, yeah, it's like I said, spam ice are up. <laughs> so, and they the thieves make calculations as to avoid. They stay under the minimum value for a felony charge. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's a. Um, there's a there's a thriving black market for spam. Of course, that's that's horrible. Now let's have a little history lesson, Mike. Why is spam such an integral part of their culture? Because us, meaning the white man. Yep. Uh, when we were sending soldiers out out west, no, out to the. <laughs> Out to the Pacific, so Hawaii and Guam and American Samoa and all that. Uh-huh. During Dub Dub Two. Uh-huh. Uh we're sending all the soldiers there and one of the main meats or one of the main foods they sent out there was was spam. Uh, I guess because it, you know, keeps well or whatever. Right. And so it just became very popular with the locals there. And to this day, they're they're loving it. So, so uh, let me spin this a different way. Go ahead. 
would that be cultural appropriation? Do we, <laughs> as white men, have a right to be outraged? Uh, I think you do. We're going to need to address this. Why don't you tweet at uh, at at POTUS our our our, our outrage, our fearless leader? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and tell them to quit giving Puerto Rico handouts. <laughs> they need to solve their <laughs> own problems. <laughs> Just send them the spam. I'm sure they'll love it. That's right. Wonder if they had spam down there. Probably, but they do. Well, they probably do, but not probably not like. The Hawaiians. Japanese like spam too. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Do you know this? This could be from a long time ago, or just uh, an assumption based on something that I overheard on a YouTube video. But do you know that uh, Japanese people still think of Hawaii as theirs? I, that wouldn't I surprise did not me at all. Know that? Although I did see a, a thing, I did see a video where a lot of people in Hawaii are like, "Nah, we're our we're our own country. The U.S. has invaded us." Right. <laughs> I, I like, mean, that's Whoa. that was kind of the case, basically. I was like, "Oh, I didn't know that. That's that's cool." Yeah. I mean, just like Guam, um, the natives, the the Islanders, mm-hmm. but yeah, apparently Hawaii has been a very popular destination for um, Japanese people when they take vacations, you know, even before world. Well, I don't know about before world war two, but like, Nope, Nope. This is our vacation spot. (laughs) It's not yours. Yeah. I know a lot of uh, Japanese people end up there. Oh yeah. There's an article here um, from 2005. Uh, It says, a lot of Japanese people I've talked to, mostly mostly students, feel that Hawaii is part of Japan, or at least not entirely part of America. <laughs> yep. Well, if you go to Hawaii, not that I've been, but uh, a lot of Asian people there, either who you know are born or raised there, or just visiting or recently immigrated. Mm-hmm. You know, and then not they don't necessarily have to be from Japan, but a lot of the people who live there, and maybe they're born or raised there, you'll notice a lot of them have Japanese names. You know, that's kind of surprising to me. Maybe you know they move there for to start a new life or something, but I would think that Hawaii is as expensive or maybe more expensive than Japan. Could be, but this is still the land of opportunity, right? It's the it's the exchange rate. That's why they go there. Hmm. That's what this article I just saw was, and I didn't I, I didn't I flipped past it, but they said that Japanese tourists go to Japan for the exchange rate. I mean Japanese tourists go to what's it called because of the exchange rate. Hawaii. Hawaii, yeah. Because it's, it's it's the closest part of America they can get to? No, it's uh, maybe, but hold on. Uh, let me see if I can find the article again here. Uh, Supporting yeah, here Hawaii's go. infrastructure must be incredible. They're like part of the U.S. They've got government offices. Mm-hmm. We should try to get government jobs in Hawaii. Yeah, we have offices there now. One of the one of the recent projects we did, we had to stand up a new VM out there. 
Put in for a transfer. <laughs> apply for a job, then put in for a transfer. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I don't apply for, work for that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all get jobs out there. Let's I will it. apply for. <laughs> She's like, I'm applying for a job. YouTube fucks. There's a Seven yeah. Eleven somewhere on the island I can work for. Yeah. Yep. I remember when James and I, when we worked for Kinkos, we're like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna transfer to the Kinkos in in Japan. Yeah, we called them. <laughs> Mike, remember that? We called the Japanese Kinkos. I do that. This is a the waste of resources. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next day they were like, uh, yeah, no more long distance calls. <laughs> it was business related. That's right. The guy was like. Uh, the, the Japanese guy was like, uh, mushi mushi. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, hello. <laughs> hello. And that was a weird, com- hello weird from conversation. America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the Kinkos in America. Like, mushi mushi. It was like, oh, the Silver Spring location? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you, uh, you got you're it. famous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they, so they said compared to half a century ago when the exchange rate was... Okay, never mind. Uh, maybe not. Okay. A dollar to 360 yen? I don't know. And it's seven uh, and a half hours, so I think it is what you said, Evan. It's the closest they can get to an American... It's it's the fastest way to get to America. Yeah. For I think I think the exchange is now like a dollar to 110 yen or something. Yeah. Or maybe it's a thousand. Jesus, I hope it's not a thousand. Otherwise, if you see something in Japan. yen, divide by a thousand, and that's about how much it is in dollars. So yeah, it must be about something like that. That weird game was, uh, fuck, I can't remember what it cost. It was twenty dollars U.S., but I had to go through a bunch of hoops to get it changed in the end. Oh, Shattered Horizons. Shattered Horizon. No. Is that game? Yeah, no, not not that one. Uh <laughs> uh the VR game. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to buy that, that on the Japanese website. Yeah. Um anywho, so yeah. Any whore. Yeah. Ola Ola Gozaimas. What was it? <laughs> what the uh, guys. <laughs> bonjour, senor. Now. Yeah. yeah, bonjour, senor. <laughs> Hola, como estas usted? Vos usted Decker. Yeah. Yeah, vos usted Decker. <laughs> right. Where is the roof? Okay. Um. All right. Is it me? What a loon. Uh. Yeah. Are we done? Sure. Spam. Let's have spam. Let's. Evan. Next, I want to send the yum update. Some spam recipes. Nope. I want that spam masubi. You can make it. Uh, I need the I need the oyster sauce. That's available in every grocery store. It's only sold in Tennessee. <laughs> okay. You um, don't want these Tennessee oysters, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So um, <laughs> next up, just really quickly, I'm gonna. Ugh, <laughs> So next up, I'm really quickly going to cover this. Uh, we I think we talked about this once before. Um, I guess we covered it like kind of briefly went over it when they, we, we found out that Elon Musk was sending power walls um, and setting up solar stuff down in Puerto Rico. Um, so Google announced like about a week and a half ago that they were going to send Project Loon down there. They got permission from the FCC to send Project Loon down there, mm-hmm. which is their internet connectivity balloon. 
So they're supposed to use a bunch of Project Loons to bring the internet and telephone service back to the island. Um, they've gotten they've they've worked with Apple and AT and T. They're activating LTE Band Eight, which is not approved by the FCC yet. Uh, they got the FCC on board. Um, it's supposed to give better connectivity at longer distances, uh, at lower lower bandwidth usage, and through 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 uh, debris and debris. Uh, uh, obstructions, yeah, debris and and obstructions. So is it like five uh, G? Is that what that is, or it's no? Just a different, uh, it's wavelength? it's a different band that hasn't. It's not licensed yet. Um, it's just it's, it's just not approved for the FCC right? for use. Yeah, exactly. It's a different frequency. So, but they're but basically there's a uh, they're going to do an over the air up update to the phones that's supposed to uh, for Apple Apple phones Apple phones. Above the five C, or five C and above, with wind with uh, Windows ten, with <laughs> iOS ten, can work with this uh, bandwidth, this band, this this uh, uh, LTE eight. Hmm. So they're going to do an over the air update to fix the problem, to 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 let the phones work or something, and then it'll be good to go. So it won't be over the air. I think there's a. I think there's some kind of it's it's explained here, but they not really explain how they're going to do it. Either they're patching the phones, they're telling people to do a thing on the phone to do something. I don't know, but anyway, it started today uh, or not today. I guess when this article came out, it turned on, and I don't see the date for that. Posted yesterday, so yeah, it's on. To, it's on. It was on on Friday, so we'll see what happens, man. Maybe people will make calls. It'll be a great thing. I think it's cool, man. This is like. This is what we need, you know? They shouldn't have asked the government. They should just done it and said, fuck it, you know? Get wrecked, bro. Like, it, it's kind of funny. It takes Trump to make all these companies come together. Like, you have Alphabet X, um, Project Loon, Apple, and AT&T all working together to make it so that people can make calls again and get access to critical services like, hey, chick, hey chica, you want to come over and blow me? You know? Wow. Critical services. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't racist. That's how. Okay. <laughs> He's like, that's how. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how they talk. Yeah. They. they yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I wonder if they're charging them from their normal, um, like, cellular agreements, or if they're sort of like in time of emergency, all this communications free. You know, that's a great question. I don't know that they, the article didn't say them about charging, so they might just let them, might just be like doing whatever. I mean, I don't we'll know. Bill you later. Well, you can't, here's the thing though, you can't, uh, you can't make a call unless you have active service, right? Like, what's your phone number? You know what I mean? So, so you have to have service mm-hmm. and be True. paying for it, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, that's true, but I, I think, well, I don't know. So they said something about radios also that that use LTE eight. So I don't know that they're not going to just kind of like have like a uh, a CO in a box that's going to be sitting somewhere routing calls or something hooked up to the loon system or something, you know. Hmm. So what this is supposed the way that LTE is supposed to work is basically it's going to bounce the calls back to a to a to a tower. An already existing tower, so maybe it won't matter. Maybe it'll be like translucent, transparent to the customer, mm-hmm. and they'll still get billed like normal. All it's going to do is is Loon's going to pick up the signal and bounce it back to a cell tower, 
And with LTEA, it's going to give them that distance they need. That's mm-hmm. probably what's going to happen. So Michael's probably right. It's going to be completely like whatever. No change. Yeah. Yeah. It'll just work now if you live in a fucking middle of nowhere place with no power and no cell tower. Still cool. We need to, we need to discover what the whole thing is with cell towers. I think I read a a fiction book once that said that cell towers have three days of power, but I don't mm. know if that's actually true. Yeah, they have three. Like they have a diesel generator, and three days they can run for three days like without anybody monitoring them. You know, I didn't even think emergency. about that aspect. Who maintains those diesel generators? I mean, <laughs> they I, go I don't... years without seeing use. That's a great question. That's a, that's a great question. Lighter, probably, right? Yeah, yeah, but how, like, how, like their tower? Are they checking them regularly, or you know, well, you is know, the fuel being have stay building it? monitoring everything. They're good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nagios. Oh, the diesel diesel generator is good to go. Nagios says it's okay. Yeah, hey, I've used Nagios. It doesn't have a. There's no line item for diesel. Hey, we're we're monitoring the environment. We have uh, environmental sensors in our data center. It's like, is there moisture? Is there, you know, what's the temperature? What's, you know, moist. Yeah. Yeah, but they have to send. They have to physically send somebody out to actually check the generator. Well, to make sure it's still working. I mean, if it's not there. getting used. Yeah. Regularly. Regular yeah. Evan, your house is like a haberdashery of random things. I see a foam hand back there, a foam finger. Oh, yeah. On the floor you know what, back you there. You know what that's from? What's Let me get it from? one second. Haberdashery. The hell up, James? Well, that's a hat store, isn't it's, it? It's a hat he's store. It's like, like, I'm going to go down to the apothecary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oakley Do- oh, it's from the Oakley Doakley band. Nice. Uh-huh. Oakley, it's, Oakley. A, it's a left-handed, left-handed hand because Ned nice. Flanders was left-handed. Yeah, he was left-handed. Now yeah, he he's, was. He's dead. He rip. Yeah, <laughs> Oakley, Doakley. Um, yeah, so that's it. Cool stuff. Excellent. So what do we got next? We got a uh, Stranger Danger. Yeah, uh, a couple things in here, Mike. What do we know about crack? <clears throat> so, crack is whack. Crack is whack. So this is uh, about a uh, an attack that works against WPA two. So crack is K R A C K. It's a mm-hmm. bad acronym, but key well, key reinstallation attacks. And so this is a, a an attack against. Hey, real quick, I'm sorry. So we got a nasty email this week about this. And I was like, what are these clowns talking about? They're like, WPA is vulnerable. Don't use any Wi-Fi devices. That's what the quote company sent out. They like, don't use Wi-Fi until this is sorted, you know? I was like, okay. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is yeah, against the entire, like, protocol itself. So even if a company has implemented it perfectly, like Netgear in their router or something, then it's probably vulnerable. So, yep, I've already seen some companies have started sending out patches and stuff for this. So I guess they're trying to work around it or something. I don't know. But um, so ironically, mm-hmm. if you had uh, like a certain version of uh, the iPhone, I don't remember if it was one of the sevens, then you were fine because they fucked it up. All, all, well, <sighs> all like 
companies like Netgear and Cisco and Unify and, you know, Linksys, they all followed the standard as it was written. Apple read the standard. They were like, okay, we're going to kind of do this, but we're going to do it our own way. So they like bypassed the actual implementation and sort of made it work their own way, which inadvertently made them not vulnerable. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's on certain models. Right. You should still, you know, update and everything. Oh, yeah. So what this is doing is it's making it so that they can decrypt uh, the traffic between you and the base station. Are you in the access point? And it basically, they they can do it by... So whenever your computer communicates with a base station, it needs to do a, or your phone or whatever, it needs to do a, like a, like a four-way handshake. Mm-hmm. And they can force you to redo the handshake and then give, issue you a new key. And they know the values of the, the starting values of all the keys, uh, data, you know, like it's supposed to yep. be like a random number and whatever, you know? Um, but this way they give you a key that they know all that beforehand. And if they all know, if they know all that beforehand, then they can calculate what it's going to be, you know? Yep. So as was said earlier, it's a, it's an attack on the protocol basically. So if you have, there's a couple different encrypt ways to encrypt WPA. Um, there's TKIP or TKIP, which is what I would say. Uh, and then AES. Uh, I guess TKIP is the less secure of the two. Yep. So if you happen to be using that and um, someone utilizes the, this attack against you, then they can they can see everything basically and even like inject their own data and packets. If you use AES, they can own, they can't inject anything. They can they can sniff or observe your traffic to anything that is not encrypted. So, like, they can tell you you're going to, you know, Google.com or Facebook. But since those use HTTPS, um, once you get there, then they can't see any of the, the traffic after that. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> but if you use any unsecured websites, they could potentially see that traffic. Um, it's mo It's... There's not much to do for the access points in regards to patching, although a lot of manufacturers are, are you know, releasing firmware uh, updates, I guess, for probably only their current product line. So, like, if you have a really old router or a third-party firmware, like I do, like DDWRT, um, whose, you know, fork for my particular uh, router was, like, updated in 2015 only. Hmm. So there's not much I can do about that. Um, if you use like PF Sense, buy a new router. Then, <laughs> well, well, he's like I yeah. tried. If you use a, if you use uh, an access point from like Unify, they're releasing firmware updates. That's more of like a business level uh, piece of equipment. But you know, Microsoft and uh, Ubuntu and all the like the client, um, I'll say client manufacturers. They're beginning to release updates. Um, mm-hmm. Apple, Android. Um, I guess you're kind of fucked 
if you have a lot of Internet of Things, because those, like, never get updates. Yeah, only if you and, have a really good one. Like, yeah, the Nest. Like if you have an Alexa or, yeah, something, or, Nest, or, yeah, or something. Or Nest, yeah. That gets updated all the time. But if you have one of those cheap, so this, cheap video cameras from China. Yeah, yeah it could be like wa- Mirai Botnet version 2. Yeah, they're probably watching you anyway. But, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean... Is there a risk? Yes. Is it extreme? Probably not. I think most mainstream websites. No. <laughs> I think most mainstream websites use SSL now. Um, you can also install HTTPS everywhere extensions, and that should provide some additional coverage uh, or protection. Um. The, the attack cannot, as far as I know, view or steal your uh, the shared the shared password for your WPA. So they can't like just get onto your network. Um, but they can sort of manipulate some of the traffic between the client and the access points. The only it is a a proximity attack, as some people say. So they have to be, you know, outside your house. Yeah, it can't be basically can't be doing it remotely. That's to be right. It's not like over the internet. Yeah, they have to be in range of your wireless network. Yep. So would I? You probably said this, but I'm watching the, I'm watching the guy's video, and I wasn't really listening to you guys on the uh, thank you site, which is pretty good. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> I was trying to you know get the real information, not the assumptions from the so-called experts michael and evan um, um i have a certification in none of this shut the fuck up so, yeah. <laughs> i watched several youtube videos <laughs> no but uh, if you had your ssid will that cover you no no i think that's even worse if you don't broadcast your ssid really well i think so Hiding your ssid doesn't do anything i read this a while ago so yeah, if, if you, you don't if so, you can, broadcast it oh uh, you know all the the Everyone can see it, but if you don't, then if you have a like a laptop or a phone that's connected to your Wi-Fi and but your SSID is not broadcasting, your phone or laptop is always like, okay, try to connect to this SSID, try to connect to this. So it's like hammering your network, you know, trying to uh, keep track of your access point. So it's like it's broadcasting the information in a different way. I may have said that wrong, but that's that was my okay. way to remember it. And you, if you, if someone wanted to, like like Evan said, if they're local, they're they're scanning the airwaves. You know, they can find your SSID. So it's not it's not a big deal. You know. So what's the what's for Joe Shimo, What's the thing to do? What do you do if you have a Linksys router? Turn turn it off or an Asus turn router. It off. <laughs> It's like go to Wired like you should have been doing since the '80s and call it a day. That's right. Yeah, I mean, there's very little to do to your router. I mean, if the manufacturer has a firmware update available addressing this issue, then by all means update. But it's much more important to update your clients, like laptops, phones, uh, iPads, Internet of Things devices. I just checked my phone before the show. See if there were any system updates. It said mine was up to date. Who knows? Maybe Samsung you is phone. you know a year behind. Yeah. 
You have an old phone, so they may not be sending updates for that anymore. You know, I did do an update last week. Oh, okay. Well, then you're lucky. So maybe it was covered in that. I don't know. You're lucky then. You get the Google update though, right? Uh, I think so. Well, he has a Galaxy. Says so it was a system update. Yeah, so the Google one probably covered it. So, because uh, that'd be surprising to me, but maybe maybe they're getting better at those updates. Because I remember when I had a the I mean, Droid, and they never updated that damn thing. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, but that was Verizon. That's why Verizon didn't update. But uh, Google is normally pretty, and Samsung's gonna be pretty good. And you'll no matter how long you have the phone, well, within reason, you'll get the security updates. Well, yeah, I don't know if they've done anything about that yet. But I think Congress is looking at. Maybe passing some banning laws about the internet. It, you know, passing some laws saying, <laughs> "Yeah, you made this thing. You got to support it." You know, kind of thing. Yeah, because that's the problem right now. Like you, like you said, you know, back in the day, like with the, like with my droid, I'd never get, you know, I'd get like one security update a year or something, and that was it. It's like, come on, bro. I don't think any federal law will pass like that because you can't make companies support things that they've deemed end of life. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking about like you get the Droid phone on January and you're not getting updates all year. And right. as we all know, you know, these fucking attacks happen all the time. And you know, I mean, I, there's we've seen stuff where your phone is vulnerable. You're like, you know, your phone is vulnerable to whatever, and because something just came out and you haven't gotten an update, you know, mm-hmm. and like, two months goes by and you don't get an update, and you're like, what the hell? Yeah, and it, Evan, it'll also apply though to like, I mean, you're right. Of course, if something's end of life, then whatever, but. It'll also apply to like Internet of Things devices, you know, like if you sell this right. in America, then you must support it, you know, kind of thing. Like at least for a year or at least for two years or whatever, whatever they, you know, they de- you can't say, all right, we, you know, we sell it. All right. It's end of life, you know, like next week. Then you, <laughs> then very much like today, you'll see a bunch of Chinese companies popping up, like sell the same product. And if any issue comes up, you know, sued by the FCC, like, OK, go out of business. Come back into business under a new name. So the same thing. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, you got to start somewhere. You know? That's true. Give up. But I do want to. I no. do want to. Uh, I do need to switch over my router to PFSense and just use uh, get a good access point. You... Fucking Lynx has canceled my order. I'm still mad about that. Are you gonna? Uh, oh, so you're just gonna use a PC as your router? Yeah, well, I bought a server <laughs> to use for PFSense. Oh wow! Like six months ago, and right now it's I'm using it to back up uh, part of my NAS. So once I'm all done with that, then it will become my router. <sighs> At least that's What's the plan. Your, big and heavy. What's your electric bill like? I do not pay utilities. I'm sure oh. it's sizable. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's I'm. It's probably like. Uh, sixty bucks a month or something. I don't know. Yeah, computers don't take up that much energy. Like, assuming if you have a six hundred, if your computer takes up two hundred watts, um, you know, at at max output, which is not unreasonable, we'll say two fifty, with uh, you know, an i seven or i five and a good video card, couple monitors, whatever then you can essentially do the math and say running it in that state will cost about $250 per year. So if you divide that by month, it's, you know, 
Not too bad. Word. Mm-hmm. All right, what do we got next? Motherboard. Is it? Yeah, I like motherboard motherboards. Device.com. Yeah, so this is just a uh, article I came across that was kind of cool. Um, this guy, he, he says for the last 20 years, he's found found flaws in popular MMO games. And he, that's he's basically turned that into his full-time job. He's exploited the mining, the crafting? Yeah, the something. I don't know. Like, he's, what, what game was it? He was just... World of Warcraft? It, it was a game like that, but it was, um, it was a different game. Ultimate uh, Online? Wildstar? Wildstar oh, yeah. Online? It sounds familiar. Yeah, so he's like, like he's able to like use a hack and he got, oh yeah, Wildstar Online. It says uh, he types a command into a debugger and in a few seconds he got more than 18 quintillion currency. Whatever, the, <laughs> you know, whatever the currency is. The virtual currency. So like, you know. 18, 18 quintillion lindens or whatever whatever they use. Quatlus. That's insane. Yeah, so. Why is he telling people about this? Well, he, they didn't use <laughs> really his... Like, shut the fuck they up. They didn't use his real name or anything, you know, but... This is like, if you have this exploit and it's sustaining you, sustaining your life for a day job to go into this debug console and generate 18 quintillion quatlus you know, per day, then you, you go full radio silence. Oh, yeah. Well, he was giving a, he yeah. gave a talk at DEF CON. Oh, see, he got greedy. He wanted to be recognized. Well, he's still, I think they still don't know his name, like his real name. They, man, they got his face. They know. They, they, they know everything, Mike. Fucking satellites in the fucking air. Never fucking, look up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like you, you, you've seen Gene Hackman. You know what's up, Will Smith. Dude, I just thought of something. What's that? The whole. What if the government orchestrated the eclipse back in August to get everyone to look up at their satellites? Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's genius! If they did it, wow, yeah. It's like that. It's like it's a fucking hoax perpetuated by the federal government. They just want to control your life, bro. It's like... Uh, Woody Allen told us. Hmm, okay. Well, good on this guy. I guess... Hopefully he, you know, made some good investments while he could get that money. Yeah, so this guy, he's been doing... He said he started with Ultima Online. And he's been finding ways to hack games to amass vast amounts of either the virtual currency or the goods. You know, like we were talking about, what is it, the crates, right? The crate system? Yep. And sell on eBay or other online marketplaces. You know, you could sell that stuff. So he's like, I don't <laughs> like to call them hacks. It's more like finding yeah. unintended features in the protocol. <laughs> it's like I don't call them hacks. It's uh I benefit from unintended consequences of hacking. Yeah. 
exactly. So this kind of a little little longer article. So check it out if you get a chance. But uh, it's pretty good. So I don't want to go too much into that. But. All right. Uh, next up, I have another article from Motherboard. They got good stuff, man. So this is um, Google. They just made Gmail even more secure. So, you know, you can turn on like two-factor authentication and all that stuff, right? Yeah, it's it's a hassle. Like I have the, um, the Google Authenticator app on my phone. Um, you could also use the Google Prompt, which is a little easier. But you have to have, you have to, of course, your phone has to have cellular connectivity or, you know, network connectivity for that to work. With the Google Authenticator app, it doesn't. But the prompt, you know, when you try to log in, you just get a prompt on your phone. It's like, hey, are you trying to log in right now? And you click yes, and then it lets you in on the computer, you know. Hmm. What they've just done now, though, you can secure your account but you need to buy two devices. So you need to buy a Yubico YubiKey, but the special one that they tell you to buy. And you also need to buy a Bluetooth version of one of those, but from a different company. They have one listed, a Fashion Multipass Fido Security Key. Multipass. Multipass. Exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, that one's Bluetooth, and so it works with your phone, your tablet, and your computer with a cable. And then the second key is the Yubico one. It uses the newer Fido U2F uh, protocol. So, the, of course, the Yubi key I have wouldn't work. But, um, and that one only plugs into a computer, right? It's just a USB thing. So, you buy both of these devices, and then you could turn on this advanced security. So... If you ever, like, forget your password or whatever, you need both security keys to be able to get back in. Um, the, uh, the other problem, though, is if you turn this on, then only Google Apps are allowed to access your account. So nothing else. Oh, so okay. none, of the, none of the, like, like some app that use logs in with Google or something mm-hmm. like that? Okay. Yep. Now, no Mike, Thunderbird, let's, uh, let's, no, you know, whatever. Thunderbird. Let's um, let's go back to the Bluetooth here. Now, remind me again how secure Bluetooth is. Mm, pretty secure. It is okay. Mm-hmm. I think so. Well, it's short mm-hmm. range. Okay. A. True. Um, B. When you pair it to your device, you have to. You know, A, you're, you know, has to be in pairing mode and then you have to give it a code, right? You have to, like, say, like, yeah, it's me. Here's the four-digit access code, you know, or whatever. Okay. Um, and then it's out of pairing mode, so then you can't. Now, can anyone sniff the traffic? It's supposed to be encrypted, you know, just like SSL mm-hmm. or WPA. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I think it, I mean, I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm not sure the exact the, the details of its communications, but it is supposed to be secure. All right. So, I mean, the reason they have Bluetooth here is because normally you can't connect a USB device to your phone, you know? Right. I mean, with adapters and stuff, you can, especially like a uh, on-the-go like cable Android or something. 
you can usually yep. connect something, but it's still a pain in the ass. So it's just easier if it's Bluetooth. Okay. So yeah. So I just want to mention that to everyone. If you want to go really secure, then you can do it. I wonder if you visit the Amazon page to buy those things. If it suggests, you know, frequently bought together is like iron key USB flash drive. <laughs> I remember a, a while ago, I forget if it was iron key or which one it was. It might've been a SanDisk one. So it was a, it was a flash drive that was encrypted like that. And it was FIPS 140-2 compliant. Uh-huh. But it turns out someone found a flaw in it. So, you know, you, you use the little program that comes with set up your password and all that, right? But it turns out they had pre-computed the encryption key and installed the same key on every drive. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Amateur Are you serious? Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, but like, on. yep, it's FIPS 140-2 comply. <laughs> It's like, yeah, that doesn't mean it's secure, you know? So that's awesome. Yeah. Pretty, pretty hilarious. Like I said, I don't remember exactly which one it was. But yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, that sounds like a SanDisk move more than an iron key. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Oh, all right. So next up. Yes. Next up. So remember we talked about how the Pirate Bay was uh, was caught using mining cryptocurrency. Yep. In pe- when people went to the website, so using their browser to to uh, you know calculate the hashes or whatever it is. So it turns out this is a much more widespread issue than we previously thought as hundreds of websites that are doing this without notifying the user. Yeah. Now I could be wrong, but I, I think it's more of websites that support ads and those certain ads are acting as the, you know, using JavaScript or something to act as the um, mining tool. So like, because I know, um, I think there was a report saying, you know, some of CBS's websites or one of the major news organizations had the same issue, but in their case, it turned out to be one of the ads on their site. Mm-hmm. So that could be it. Yeah. Dude, still, it's thing. a genius idea. Oh yeah, definitely. Because if you can get, you know, point zero 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 one from everyone who loads up your site each time, then that adds up quickly. Definitely. Did you guys uh, see the Bitcoin, what it's up to now? It's like 5,700-ish, something like that. It went down a little bit now, but it was up to 6,000, which is the highest it's ever been. Mm -hmm. Let's quickly talk about Bitcoin. How much we regret it? Uh, well, obviously, obviously, do you wish it would fail so that you don't feel like such a failure for not investing? No, no, okay. no I'm glad it's working, but I don't think it's going to. So here's my feelings about Bitcoin. Um, I've always felt like when Michael told me about this, like, I don't know how long ago when it was like, 
you know, 25 cents or something like that. And he's like, we should get this just to see what happens. It'll be fun. This is crazy. Cryptocurrency. Ho, 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 ho. You know, and I was like, yeah, it's fucking silly. I was like, okay, I played, I played Second Life. Uh, I know about virtual items. I don't want to have anything to do with this. Okay. <laughs> because I just you're, didn't understand. Crate.com over there, right? Huh? Crating? Crating? Create the crate system? Virtual, virtual items? Oh, oh yeah, you're talking about, yeah, but that's, I didn't pay for that. You didn't pay for Anyway, that. it's, okay. I get what you're saying, oh. yeah, but I didn't pay for the crates Fair in enough. PUBG. Fair enough. They just give it to you, you know, you, <clears throat> you get them from winning or whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, um, now, to be honest with you, I own a bunch of virtual items in Star Citizen, <laughs> so obviously what I'm saying is bullshit, you know what I mean? But I didn't understand crypto. I didn't understand why, like, cryptocurrency is way too convoluted to me, way too complicated, and I didn't get like what, what, where the value came. Like, I didn't understand, and I think it's a very American point of view where you're like, "Well, money's backed up by gold. It's not really, but it's backed up at least like you can hold this thing in your hand, this piece of paper or this piece of plastic or whatever, and you know you can use that to buy things." And I just didn't understand that about it. And even to this day, I feel like, okay, at some day, someday, some big company is going to make the VHS of cryptocurrency or the DVD of cryptocurrency. And then we're going to be done with all this Betamax stuff like coin, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Litecoin, like all those, all these things will go away and become valueless, you know? And that's how I still feel about it to this day. Like someone's going to find a way to make it, make a Bitcoin my mom can use. And then we'll have something. But until then, all of this other stuff is a flash in the pan. That's how I feel. I might be wrong, but that's how I feel. You know, um, as far as I know, there are no efforts to combine all the coins to make sure that the word, the value can stay beyond twenty years from now. Uh, you know, and again, I might be wrong, but I, I don't, I don't think we'll ever live in a world where there's like twenty different types of money, and you know, or or like six hundred different types of money. Buy yourself some more you know? money. I mean, yeah. there's 600 different types of money now, but I 600 different uh, types of complicated uh, cryptocurrency. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So I think the re, some of the appeal, well, most of the appeal, and the reason that it's so high is because it's not universal. Because once something is universal, I'll just say like the U.S. dollar, then it can be controlled or regulated by the government now cryptocurrency can't be which is very appealing for a lot of people including uh the chinese people who we've talked about you know uh previously on the show who have invested heavily in bitcoin to sort of isolate their money from the chinese government right so uh and I get that. I get that it has value for people. I do get that. So here's my problem. Okay, we have a mutual friend mm-hmm. who will name who will name nameless, um, but not rename blameless. Blameless. <laughs> um, and he was talked by a coworker. The coworker's like, "Yeah, we're gonna get in this Bitcoin thing. I'm selling Bitcoin." On my website, and the website the website address is like six fy six p h x hyphen 
usfi.info. And you go to that site, and then it's like, oh, register for an account with John Smith. And that's his friend's name. And you register for that account. And basically, this is how you buy bit. I think it's bit. BitQI is their coin. Okay. So I was looking. So our friend asked me to look at this, and I forgot about it. And so he called me in the middle of the week this week and asked me to look at it. And I said, okay, let me look. I looked at it and I was like, this is some kind of a scam. And I talked to him on the phone about it at work. And I was like, look, number one, this isn't how you buy any kind of cryptocurrency I've ever seen. You don't buy it through a guy. You have to get a wallet and then you have to mine it or you have to buy it from another person who already mined it. There's no, like, you don't go on this site. There's not this whole thing. It's something, something's going on here with this. It's very sketchy. So he's like, well, and I explained to him my point of view about cryptocurrency and how, like, I don't understand the digital value and why it's important. And he said, well, you don't get it, man. This is a great opportunity. Um, you know, the, the, the Bitcoin's invested in, in oil and energy, and that's why. And I was like, stop. Nope. <laughs> I was like, stop. You don't know what Bitcoin is, do you? And he was like, yeah, I know what it is. I was like, okay. There's no Bitcoin company that takes your money and invests it. There's no central authority. I was like, the reason this works is because it's all decentralized and everybody has a piece. But there's no like, the money isn't being like, if you go and buy a Bitcoin today for $5,600 or whatever it costs, there's not some company at the end of the chain who's like, okay, now we're gonna invest this $5,600 into energy or oil. And he's like, there's no Bitcoin company? I was like, no, there's no company. There's not a company that's doing something with your money. I was like, if you want to buy, if you want to buy something in Bitcoin, you got to find a company who's like, all right, we sell TVs of Bitcoin, then go sell the TV on eBay and get your money back. Like that's how this basically works. I mean, there's other companies that obviously let you get your money out now, but that's how this worked like a year ago. And I was like, come on, dude, get it together. And he's like, oh man, I'm really depressed now because yeah. he believed there was some overarching corporation who managed this, you know what I mean? Behind and background. And I was like, stop. No. And the company who he wants to go through, there's this fucking, this fucking scammer, you know, who's basically trying to trap, pull him into some Bitcoin related multi-level marketing scheme. Um, their coin was worth point is worth two cents. Hmm. It's worth two cents. Um, it's pretty ridiculous. It's pretty silly. And their coin had only been around since August. Yeah. Yeah. So shady, shady as fuck. Well, a couple of things. Number one, there are no Bitcoin companies. However, there are um, funds or stocks that trade and track the price of Bitcoin. So like, I don't know exactly how it works, but it's on, you know, there's companies like on the stock market whose stocks are whatever the price of Bitcoin is and you can buy in. And then, you know, if Bitcoin goes up, then your stock goes up. If it crashes, then your stock crashes, which is always a possibility. I mean, and, you know, volatility is an issue with cryptocurrency. Like if everyone, you know, if all the, the, uh, People who wanted who saw an emergency in China, they were like, "Hey, fuck it, we're selling it all." 
she would crash to like 10 cents. Yeah. It happened to uh, Ethereum a few months ago. Someone wanted, someone sold a shitload of it and it crashed from like $250 to um, like 10 or 12 cents on one of the exchanges. And then, you know, it rebounded, but, you know, one giant sale like that, much like the normal stock market, can crash it. So here's my problem <laughs> with all this stuff. I f- the rule, my rule is make something my mom can use. My mom can't figure it out. It's not going to work. Anything you know? of such value is never easy to get. Well, yeah, and that's a great rule of thumb to live by if you like, hmm, should I work hard or work less? Uh, but in this, in the, in the, in the scheme of things, when it comes to making something widely acceptable, it shouldn't be so hard. It shouldn't be like 35 steps to use it. You know, like, oh, I need this wallet. Okay. Now I have the wallet. Oh no. What's the hash. Okay. Now I need to go find a place. Oh, here's a website. It's random. Do I trust it? I don't know anything about computers. I'll just trust it. You know, it's just, it's just so many moving parts to this fucking thing. It's cool. And it's cool if you're a tech guy, but you know, Jesus Christ! It's no, honestly, it's no more complicated than playing the stock market. Now we all have investments via four hundred one ks in our jobs, and it's easy because you know we just fill out, you know, uh, paperwork when we get the job, and it's handled by some other employees, and they they take care of it. But if you make private investments, you go find a financial manager or an investment firm, you know, sign up with them. You have to fill out some paperwork, do some identity verification, pick what stocks you want. They'll make the trades for you. If you want to start trading cryptocurrency, you get, you know, an appropriate wallet. Uh, You can sign up for an exchange. They'll do identity verification. Then you can convert money and buy whatever you want. It's not so different, but it's just not well known. It's not mainstream. Um, you can probably make some money, but like the the point of entry is so far above most people's budgets that uh, you know, I don't know what'll happen. So much like with most products, you know, that are when the public starts to think it's profitable, it's too late. Yeah, it was profitable. A year ago, or ten, two years ago, more than that, yeah. You know when it was. I remember when when we had a group chat message like, "Yo, did you see the price of Bitcoin? It's at seven hundred dollars now." Could you imagine it would be six grand at one point? No, and never. If we did, every single one of us would have been able to come up with seven hundred dollars. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. So just to buy one coin. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So thank you, Satoshi. Um, let's move on here. What do we got next? Did you guys get that Satoshi called yep. Satoshi? He's letting his oh, I got it. Letting the cat out of the bag. Okay. Well, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, you first, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Uh, so let's jump into sci-fi here. Um, Disappointment dot com. Yeah, man. Twitch.tv slash disappointment. Yeah, pretty sad actually. 
So uh, the giant robot duel happened. Uh, U.S. versus Japan. Uh, the guys from Megabots versus uh, what's the company called? Um, Sudabashi. Sudabashi. Sudabashi's. Sudabashi. Uh, heavy industries. industries. Heavy industries. Yeah. <laughs> so they did it in Japan in a warehouse over eleven days or seven days or something like that. They filmed over seven or eight days and. They edited the whole thing together and then streamed it live in big quotes on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it was a huge letdown and it was boring and fake and I don't know. Staged, just, staged scripted. scripted. Yeah, it was just everything about it. I think some parts of it weren't scripted. But I think other parts of it, I think I think what happened was they probably sat down in a meeting a couple months ago and they're like, how the fuck are we going to do this? Like, our robots are super slow. You yeah. know, how are we going to do this and keep it interesting? You know, of the of the three that were presented, I thought the uh, the Japanese one was way cooler than any of them. So, first of all, it's. The. um the Kuritas in its first fight against the old US robot fucking dominated in like twelve seconds. It just did like a samurai charge. Did you watch the whole thing, James? Yeah, and it just hit it with the massive fist. So did you see where it like it it held its arm out like it was holding yeah. a sword and, and like charged with its hand? Yeah. I was like, Oh shit, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did, I did. And it did a, a ninety degree turn and just basically like punched the American robot in the chin and knocked it over backwards. Yeah. And um, they're like, okay, well now we're going to bring out the one that's six times bigger with, uh, you know, a, a Corvette engine powering the thing It's like, uh, okay, got to change my strategy. Let me hide behind these barrels. <laughs> I thought it was cool that he launched a drone that like tried to blind them. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's smart. But they were like, okay, we'll go to the other seven cameras on this thing, try to navigate. Um, but that's like, so the first battle, if you can consider it a battle, domination, that was what I expected. Um, even then, the robots were very slow moving. Yeah. And the American robot, like, its paint cannon malfunctioned, which was to be expected. It's stupid design. Um but the second the second half was so scripted. Yeah. They're like, oh my god, the announcer's table was like, Oh, we gotta move. They're getting close. We gotta go now. And then they ran away and the robots like crashed through the table. And the fucking was it the Japanese robot or the American robot who picked up that piece of light scaffolding and like twirled it around in his hand, like, I'm gonna was, use this as a melee weapon. It was the the American robot, yeah. Dude, and he like twirled it around and then dropped it and started like just moving forward slow, so sluggishly. Yeah. It's like, God, this is garbage. It's kind of sad, honestly. Cause it, I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, I, I mean, I watch lots of mecha stuff and like that's some of my favorite Japanese animation and stuff like that. So I kind of had a unrealistic expectation even though i know like i've been following megabots for a while i know that their robot is super slow basically the hydraulics are like you know it's like basically several um forklifts 
all in one. Like, you know, that's it's very unimpressive. The whole thing is just stupid. You know, the all the weaponry is stupid. Um the paint cannon is dumb and I'm like it malfunctioned. I was like, how do you guys get to the big show and it fucking malfunctions? Like you guys are dumb. This whole thing is dumb. And that other thing really didn't have any weapons. Like the so this article kind of implies and I have not heard anything to to say that this is true, but this article kind of implies that the reason Subiashi had the reason they had the the battle with um Iron Glory, aka their version one robot was because they wanted to um they wanted to give the Japanese a chance to win. Um they wanted to give the Japanese a win. Like a, a good win, which is like just simply knocking this thing over. Because this ba- this thing basically has no offensive weapons. He could shoot paint at Su- the Subiashi at the Kurthus all day and it wouldn't have done anything. You know? Now um, was uh was the Japanese team aware that the Americans were building something so much bigger because when the initial challenge was made, like the Japanese robot was already built. Yeah, exactly. And actually this Japanese robot, if you look at the GIF here, if you look at the original Kuratas, the original Kuratas has feet, has wheels like the front wheels and the front and the back wheels are the same as the front wheels. Mm -hmm. So this version of Kuratas was clearly made specifically for this battle. It has like, Basically, a you strip all the guts out of a forklift and jam it on the back of this robot. That's what's on the back, you know. Um, so it's, I don't know. It was a debacle that yeah. over two hundred thousand people were watching. And I feel, you know, I feel like this, 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 this is the kind of thing that, if done right, it could have meant something to robot these to the sports that these guys wanted to do. But it really was done really poorly. It, I don't think it meant anything. I think it was, if anything, it might, it might set back the future of this kind of, you know, this sports thing they wanted to do for a long time. The Subi, all this showed us is the Subarashi thing. This the Sudobashi looked cooler than the U.S. one. Yeah, you know, it looked immensely cooler. And you look at the the Subiashi, the guy sitting in the cockpit, and he's got like the helmet and the you know headphones. And he's got the full like screens around him and stuff, and it just looked a lot cooler. Um, and it could, the American one, like it's like the epitome of everything that it means to be American: big, ridiculous, blah. You know what I mean? Just like silly Moves looking, really slow. Yeah, it's like it has a grill for some reason. Um, yeah, and so. Yeah, it's dumb, and they they should have. I don't know. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna fucking bitch. But it's. I think it was. I was really disappointed. Um, There's one this, upside that I yeah, can think of, is it <sighs> might encourage more nation battles like this, not including robots. But would you like to see, like a USA versus Japan, uh, not live fire dogfight? That'd be or like a helicopter battle? Nah, that'd be... I mean, I don't know how they'd pull it off, but it'd be interesting, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know how they'd do that, but yeah. I mean, any of that kind of stuff would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Just not slow-moving farm yeah. equipment. I mean, so here's the thing. Yeah, that's actually a great explanation. Slow-moving farm equipment. So here's the thing. Um, the In the article here, this guy refers to... Uh, survival labs 
survival research laboratories, apparently in the 70s and 80s, they did these robot things with unmanned robots in a crowd, uh, surrounded by a crowd, and they just, like, would knock the shit out of each other. <laughs> um, but they're, like, massive robots or set things on fire. This particular video he has is a little bit kind of hard to understand what's going on, but they're trying to do this artistic thing about access or something. I don't know what's is. You have to ignore all that. But if you get to about the halfway point of the video, it's just robots going fucking ham. And so what he's saying is, what this guy's saying is, look, take the pilots out. It's an unnecessary risk. Get rid of the pilots. And then just let the robots go fucking apeshit on each other. Yeah, I was surprised there were pilots. Um, I, I thought it would be remote controlled, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was... I was hoping for more like, like uh, what is it ba- called? Battle BattleBots? Bots? Yeah. Yeah, like those things went fucking ham on each other, man. Yeah, BattleBots they're a lot great. smaller. Yeah, no, I know. But, I mean, that's what I was expecting. But, like, maybe a larger robot like the ones they had. But, like, them going fucking apeshit on each other. And that's just not really what You happened. know where they fucked up? They were both using fossil fuel engines. They needed yeah, they some electric diesel. motors. No, but did you hear what he said in the, the pre-game about the electric motors? It'd be like nine 9,000 megawatts to do what they could do now, and the battery would last 10 minutes. <laughs> you know? The fight lasted two minutes. That's true. That's true. But I, I don't think we're in a place with electri- ele- electric motors where electric motors suck overall, unless they're tiny, you know? So I think we're I don't think we're in a place with electric motors where they could do what they wanted to do. And the thing is like hydraulics, electric motors, all that stuff, it's just not good enough. You know, it's just not good enough to have a fluidly moving robot that can walk around like like you see the Atlas robot move around. Yeah, yeah like if you scaled that up, it'd probably be slow and stupid looking and like for sure. And but falling over all the time. If the Curitas used electric motors and and you know like put a tesla engine in his thing instead of the 84 horsepower that he had he could have used the same winning strategy from the first round on the second because granted it's his his robot was smaller than the american one but if it's if it accelerates to 60 miles an hour and then hits it that shit's going over well, we're talking the the they they fought the eagle prime yeah okay so rock Kurt, flag <laughs> yeah rock flag eagle yeah so <laughs> they they basically they fought this this thing and it had a chain sword get out of here um so twelve tons the Kuratos weighed six tons. Mm-hmm. The Kuratas outweighed the glory one by three tons, the first one, or was about the same weight, roughly. So I feel like they came to the show thinking, we're going to go up against a six-ton robot, and then this other one was just double its weight. It's impossible. I don't I don't think it could have won, and I don't think it could have punched it, flipped its, you know, flipped, pushed it over. You know? I think, well... The, you you do have a point. I forgot the like three quarters of the weight in the Eagle Prime robot was uh, at its base, basically where yeah. the engine and treads were. So, but if he could have pointed that 
you know, fist downwards and smash the engine accelerating with electric motors, that could have worked. So that would have disabled the robot. Yeah, I I think I was hoping for some of that actually. Oh God, well, we're all Monday morning quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, like you said, it was shitty. I wasn't impressed. Yep. Bottom line. Do better. Let me, Do better. Let's see. <laughs> what was uh, Michael? What was the name of the robots from uh, the anime? Yeah, no, the anime robot with jocks. That's a great show, but no, what was the name of the robot? A great, great book and a great movie. What was the name of the the anime robots from that? Thing with Makoto Kusanagi. Mm-mm. She plays the major. He's like, nope. Oh, Tachikomas? Tachikomas. So if you can see the way the Tachikomas move, um, that's what I thought to the Tsubayashi one was going to do. The, so the Tachikomas have legs similar to the Tsubayashi ones, but they're like, I think they're, no, they're four legs. Mm-hmm. And the legs pivot, sort of. So there's like a, like a so it's like kind of, they stick out like this off the ball turret center. And as they're turning, they go like that or like that. And they pivot up and down to like lean into the turn, like a motorcycle would. And I thought that's a cool way to move maneuver. And I thought we we're going to see a high speed. I thought the Subiashi, the, the Kuratas was going to have this high speed advantage over the U S one, you know, because the U S one, yeah, the, the motor is fast as shit and it has a Corvette engine and it has badass how treads and shit, but it can't go that fast. Cause it's just a clunky mess. You know, it's not designed. This thing, there, what they made was not designed for combat. It was designed to look cool or something like that. And it doesn't even do, perform at that. It was designed to withstand an attack. Yeah, exactly. Highly defensive. The Subiashi one, I thought it was gonna like slip around the back and like start yanking wires out. That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> you know, like like just start pulling out hydraulic cables because that's that that thing's weakness is all this exposed hydraulic cabling. But it, we didn't get any of that. We got this front forward battle with shitty weapons. You know, where's the flamethrower? You know, and, and yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, now that you pointed out, he could have ripped wires. The Sudabashi robot had a fully functional hand. Yeah, with movable fingers and grip and everything. Yeah, it got yeah. destroyed. But yeah, he could have made more use of that. By the slow moving chainsword, the <laughs> chainsword that moved one revolution per minute. Yeah. Oh my I, god, uh, that was. Horrible. I was hoping, like I said before, like it'd be more like battle bots, and they had like, they could like have like a you know a saw blade or something you know come out. But I guess they can't do that with the fucking guys in there, right? So. Yeah. That's why you got to get those guys out of there. You know. It's got to be more like a drone. You know. Mm-hmm. They need the VR interface. <laughs> yeah. They insist them. Root. Garbage. I mean, but no, but here's yeah. But here's the thing. That stuff exists, right? Like they have they have a um they have a fucking uh, what's it called that exists. Like you, you can buy them for I forgot what they're called, iFlies or something, but you can put them on your head and navigate and use them for your drone, for your for your quadcopters. So mm. they that's you know they, they, that's totally doable. Like I would rather have seen that. Get all get rid of all the pilot weight, 
you know, and all the safety concerns, and let's fucking get reckless. You know what I mean? Dude, watch that video from SRL at the bottom of the thing. You know, I think if you're interested in robot stuff, don't watch the whole video because it's full of weird stuff. And, like, they're, like, setting over, they're, they're like, have a robot setting on fire, a massive uh, cornucopia full of food. They're, like, America's about waste. We're going to show them what we do. with well, It's crazy. <laughs> and they have, like, 38 old stand-up pianos all stacked up, and they're trying to, they're shooting. Dude, they have a solid fuel fist rocket fist, and they're firing, they fire it at the pianos, and they all burst into flames. <laughs> like, dude, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I was thinking that I was like, dude, I wonder if the Japanese has like a rocket fist, you know, <laughs> or something. That'd have been cool, man. Or like a hydraulic fist is like, cold, cold, cold. like that'd have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Or an acid gun. Yeah. Well, that's a high level violence, but yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, just don't aim for the eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Well. A little, little disappointing, but maybe yeah. maybe it's a move in the right direction. I don't know. We'll see. Um, what's okay, next? I'd like to I like to go to what's next here, which is the. I want to talk about Big Mouth, which uh, James suggested I I check out. So this is an animated show that's on Netflix, but it's very much in t- aimed at adults. And it's done by Nick Kroll, who does the, uh, he was, we know him from the, he has his own show. I think he had the Nick Kroll show or something uh-huh. on Comedy Central, but he's also on uh, The League, right? That's, I think that's where. Is that still on? Probably, I, I think it's over now, but. Um, so I checked out this show and it's fucking hilarious. It's about these basically like 11, 12, 13-year-olds who are just starting to go through puberty. And they're all dealing with it in different ways. And, you know, there's like a fictional hormone monster. (laughs) And, you know, who's just like, yeah, man, do it, do it. Take your dick out, you know. It's like, no, man, get out of here. Like, you know, know? and it's just, it's a hilarious-ass show. there's only one season right now, and it's like, you know, it's only like 10 episodes or something, but uh, it's funny. It's funny. So if you haven't checked it out already, definitely recommend check it out. Uh, it's hilarious. The One of the funniest things, I'm just going to give it away because I don't care. Um, So one of the characters, like one of, one of the kind of like side characters, his dad is a lawyer, right? And he does like crazy... Like he has ads on TV that's like, it's like don't get fucked over by your ex-wife. Hire me, you know. Like and also, you know, it's like crazy shit like that. Yeah. We find out towards the end of the show or towards the end of the season that his dad's name is Guy Bilzerian. <laughs> I was like, that's hilarious. That is fucking great. And his dad is a fucking piece of garbage, you know. Like it's it's hilarious. Yeah, like the whole, basically the whole se- whole episode, the whole uh, season, they spend, like, they're always telling the, the, the youngest brother, like, who's their friend, like, stop quoting from your dad's commercials. Like, that's the, the one of the running gags. So the guy's like, 
like he's like trying to explain something like they're at a party with all these cheerleaders or whatever and he's like he's like i'm just trying to hear, i'm just here to fuck cheerleaders dude and they're like stop quoting your dad's commercials you know <laughs> and it's like his dad's like this nasty horrible horrible guy you know this it's just really it's good though it's a it's a gem man oh and um we can't explain it to you but the uh the scallops oh yeah yeah the scallops scallops are great <laughs> Scallops are great. Yeah, it's so good. It's totally worth your time if you haven't seen it. Um, definitely Netflix Big Mouth. It's probably one of the best things on Netflix right now, I think. Yeah, so. definitely. Very good. Right. Should we uh any I have nothing for, for game theory. James, got anything you want to talk about? Um no, I haven't played much this week. I mean, we we just saw. I just right before the show, I just saw that um, GTA. Excuse me, Grand Theft. Uh, oh, fuck, Grand Turismo Sport. Yeah, but I don't know anything about it, so I'll come back more information about that next week because it's that's, that's definitely PlayStation. Though. Yeah, it's definitely worth exploring. I mean, that's like a reason to get a PlayStation. It always has been, honestly, to me. Grand Turismo has been like the 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 reason you would buy a PlayStation because it's so good. So, I don't know, but worth checking out. Sega GT for life. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it has the best, it had the, always had the best uh, um, mechanics, you know? The best game mechanics, I think. There was another racing game that I never played, but apparently was very well loved among fans. It was like Project Cars. Hmm. Don't know if you're familiar with that. that one. Yeah, Project Cars. I know Project Gotham Racing. But... Hmm. <laughs> Is that like Batman racing his Batmobiles? I don't think so. Okay. Like, I don't nope, remember that. It is not having anything to do with Batman. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. It's called Gotham Racing. Gotham Project racing. Gotham? Maybe I'm mixing two things. Yeah, you are. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I think Gotham Racing has nothing to do with Batman or Gotham or anything like that. Project Gotham Racing. There you go, yeah. I don't know why it's called that, but yeah. I mean, it first came out in 2001, so a very long time ago. Mm. That's the one that... Pre-Batman. Yeah, yeah, before (laughs) Batman existed, yeah. (laughs) I think this is the game that they had the display at at our CompUSA. And then they came and replaced it because it had the twin towers showing on it in the background, and I think you know it was after too September soon. 11th. So they they came and changed it out for a different display, this big cardboard display thing, you know. Hmm. So I think it was that game. Anywho, okay. uh, all right. So in our weekly uh, Nicholas Cage segment. That I'm just starting right now. <clears throat> Nicholas Cage is now a snack food in Japan. This is something Mike and I saw last week. Um, yeah. There's a new snack, a puffed corn snack, called the Nicholas Stick, which is released as part of uh, an ad campaign of sorts for one of his new movies called An Army of One. Or as it's known in Japan, Bin Laden is my prey. Oh my god! 
So you know it's going to be a gem. We have to see that. Um, and this all was his his likeness was used on the snack packaging, um, unbeknownst to him. So good was job, it, ad agency. Was it? Um, did was did someone grant permission on his behalf or something? Or, um, I don't know. Uh, so, Film Nation Entertainment, which is the U.S. based company. Uh, in charge for licensing of an army of one said Mr. Cage had no prior knowledge that the product was being created, nor did he grant permission to use his likeness in this way. All parties responsible for creation and announcement of this promotional product apologize for the use of Mr. Cage's image uh, and any harm that it may have caused him to, to his image or reputation. So, uh, nope. And it's oh, like I see. it's just a promotional item for that movie. Yeah. Right. And it's okay. not like his best picture. This is yeah, like I noticed Hawaiian that. Dad Nicolas Cage meets Con Air Nicolas Cage. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> What's he is what is Army One about? An old fucking hippie who goes after bin Laden? Probably. That's the impression I get from looking at this. It might as well be, yeah. Let's uh let's do a quick See if we can find this on IMDb, unless one of you already did it. I'm finding it right now. Oh, it looks awful. Ooh, 2016. So maybe I wonder how old this article is. Oh my god, it has what's his name in it? Russell Brand. Oh yeah. god. Uh after a personal visit by God himself, of course, the eccentric construction worker, Gary Faulkner, takes the decision to embark on an adventure in the badlands of Pakistan to bring Al-Qaeda's leader Osama bin Laden to justice. Uh, what? What? <laughs> Russell Brand, Brand plays is, God. <laughs> is God. Yeah, of course he is. Oh, my God. Dude, okay. So, th- apparently this came out in 2016. Um, everyone should be able to find it via their preferred distribution network. Um, I will watch this. Wow. Any takers? You both seem thrilled. I, don't, I really don't want Dude, to watch uh, it. Dude, the I'll, trailer is ridiculous. I'm sure it is. I will watch oh, it later. my fucking God. Do not spoil this opportunity for me. Oh, 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 oh. All right. He is in rare fucking form. <laughs> I will probably have to watch this movie, I'll be honest with you, and find a way to pay him for it, for the honor. <laughs> is it like his character in not super bad? What's that superhero movie? Dude, no. He's like Jerry Lewis on heroin. Okay. In 2017, if he awesome. was Cheech Marin in 2017, <laughs> that's like, who he is. I was like, Jerry Lewis in 2017 would be a corpse. He's like, yes, that is what is happening. Yeah. He's a corpse on heroin. I mean, Jerry Lewis's personality. He's basically like, he's like, it's like he's doing a cameo. He's like, he's doing Jerry Lewis. Yeah. You know? Like all he's do is all he's do is say "nice lady," you know. But he's almost <laughs> doing that. It's good. I'm gonna put it in my show notes here. Okay. 
Remind yourself. Um, okay. I've uh, got a couple things in the extra section. Um, so, apparently there's something called the JFK Records Act of 1992. And it states that all government documents related to the death of JFK will be declassified on October 28th, 2017. So we can finally read all of the redacted documents and uh, look at all the black marker that's all over every page of every document, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We didn't kill him. We swear it. Yeah. Apparently, it. so it's a link to a Reddit article or a Reddit sort of announcement there was no actual article about it. Some of the comments were like, uh, so the CIA thought they were redacting all this stuff for years, but really there was just a black, uh, computerized black layer on top of their release documents and was easily removed. <laughs> so someone was like, I wonder if they'll do the same thing. Probably not, though. And the other story I want to talk about or just mention um, is about psilocybin mushrooms and rebooting your brain having to do with uh, depression. Oh, I saw the seven. Did you? I actually, I moved it, so maybe you looked at the show notes some other time. Um, or maybe we just came across the same thing. Yeah, I think I, I saw it on Facebook or something. Okay. So, alter, I'll call them alternative medicines or... The medicines from Mother Nature, marijuana, magic mushrooms, um, peyote, not peyote, ayahuasca, all kinds of stuff, um, have had anecdotal proof um, or anecdotal evidence for treatment of depressions and depression-like symptoms for quite a while. And various studies have been done over the past decade or, or you know, a couple decades. But it's difficult because, at least in the U.S., they're mostly banned substances, so it's nearly impossible to get funding to test these things scientifically. So, uh, some researchers, I believe it was in, I want to say London, uh, in Europe somewhere, um, conducted a small-scale trial on a handful of patients, so as either 14 or 19 who have not been responding to traditional, you know, SSRI medication, uh, traditional treatments for depression. So a short note about that, if you're taking antidepressants, you might want to check into it because one of the symptoms is increased prevalence of suicidal thoughts, which I would personally think is not good to have someone on who's taking, you know, who might already be feeling that way. Yeah, that's what Excuse it says me. in all the ads for anti-depression. Yeah, it's like may cause death or suicidal tendencies. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, that's not good. Great. Um, so what they found what they were they're monitoring the patients' brains uh, using MRIs and maybe some other uh, imaging technologies before and after, and after a high dose of psilocybin. Um, they noticed some immediate changes to the blood flow of certain areas in the brain. One notable region is the amygdala, which is responsible for um, 
stress and fear response. So it apparently restricted blood to those, to that area. And patients felt, you know, an immediate sort of feeling of ease, uh, which lasted up to five weeks. So I encourage you to read the article if you're at all curious about this kind of thing. Um, but I'm glad that these, you know, non-pharmaceutical options are being more widely addressed. It's mm-hmm. interesting. Cool. That's all I had. All right. Well, let's go so right yeah, Mike. So, another article from Vice. It says drinking does improve your French. So I thought this is <laughs> tailor made for me here. It says researchers have found foreign language skills become significantly better after a drink. <laughs> so there you go. Is that actual uh evidence or is it perceived fluency? Um is no. there ontological empiricism involved? Or is it that most people or most French people are drunk all the time, making it seem that when you're drunk your French gets better? It's all relative, James. They did. They did a uh, exactly. French people are just in a constant state of inebriation. Yes. Um. So could it really be called drunk? No. Um. <laughs> drunk. It's the new normal. No. So they did a study, and researchers discovered that drinking a small amount of alcohol actually improves foreign language skills. It's probably because people stop worrying. Right, you know, like, the like you say the right thing, you just kind of say it. You know, you're like whatever, boom. You know, so yeah. so if one drink improves your language, what do seven drinks do? Exactly, exactly. You're a fucking, you're a master. You're a savant. That's right. You're. A, <laughs> oh, you are you a native speaker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you speak so well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I just thought that was that was kind of funny and interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, I have an interesting article here. Uh, I mean, nothing we really need to discuss too much in detail, but it's a it's a good read if anyone wants to read it. It's about a person who does uh, pen testing for a living, including actually going into getting into facilities that they're not supposed to be able to get into. Mm-hmm. And so this person basically uses social engineering for most of it, you know? Yep. Of course. And uh, that's a good read. That's a good read. Nothing you'd be probably too surprised at. You know, you'd be like, yep. Sounds about right, you know? But, um, yeah. It's It's a good thing to be aware of. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you've read Kevin Mitnick's book, Ghosts in the Wires, or any of his other books, then you'll be... Or if you have watched Operation Takedown. (laughs) Jesus Christ. A.K.A. Hackers 2. Yep. That movie's so fucking mediocre. Yeah, it is, actually. It has some actual, like, almost stars in it. Yeah. Skeet Ulrich. Yep. And... That other guy? And the other guy who plays... 
the the henchman vampire in Blade <laughs> One. <laughs> yeah, Quinn, I think is his name in the movie. And the guy who was this the the FBI or CIA agent, uh, Iceman or something. He's kind of someone. Yes. Yes, you're right. But that's about it. There's only three people in that movie. Two and a half. <laughs> um, and then, oh yeah, last thing. So I wanted to tell this story. There's no link. This is a story I wanted to tell. So, so Ed has been talking about getting some drums recently. And so he finally went and got, got himself a, a nice pair of drums. Getting the band back together. Exactly. An electronic drum set, you know? It's pretty cool, right? So, and he, he's a big South Park uh, guy. So he was telling me about this, this episode of South Park where they form a Christian rock group. And the reason they do a Christian rock group is because they're like, oh, we've got a built-in built in fan base already, you know, already <laughs> waiting, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's so true. So he goes over to Butter's house, say, Butter's, get your, you know, get your guitar, get your whatever, you know, I forget what he, or I think he's the drummer, you know, and then he goes to Token's house, right? And of course, Token's the black guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, Token, get your bass and, uh, you know, we'll meet at my house and jam out. He's like, I don't have a bass, right? He's like, Token, you're black. You have a bass guitar. Just check your basement, all right? <laughs> so, of course, he shows up to Cartman's house, and he's like, yep, you're, you're right. There was a bass guitar in my basement. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so then he's like, all right, you know, all right, Butters, uh, we're going to do this thing. You know, get ready. Token, all right, give me a, you know, give me a nice, give me a nice, you know, riff or whatever. And Token's like, I don't know how to play bass. He's like, Token, you're black. You know how to play bass. <laughs> and then Token, like, tries. He's like, dun, dun, dun. he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I'd heard, I just heard this, you know, explanation the other day, right? Then Ed and I were sitting around in my cube talking about being at Guitar Center and going to get the drum set and blah, 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 right? This other guy who's a new contractor who just who sits like around the corner from me came around the corner and he's a black guy and he's like, Hey, I heard you guys talking. It's like I play bass. <laughs> oh jeez. Dude, I almost died. I almost fucking died. I almost <laughs> fell out of my goddamn chair, man. Was I was he like, joking? Of course. Like, no. Oh. I was like, Of course you do. You're black. You know? <laughs> Jesus, I can't play bass. I don't even have a bass guitar. Have you tried? How do you have know? You looked in the closet. <laughs> I haven't looked in the closet. I haven't tried. <laughs> oh man, it was just it was just fucking great. You know, oh, me and Edward died, dude. And I was like, oh okay. You know, I was like trying not to laugh, like you know, like dying. Oh, it's fucking great. Ooh, yeah, that was a good one. That I like that. One. Yeah. That was a good one. And James, I thought your link said Cage is black. But it says Cage is back. All right. Um, yeah. So that's so, the uh, that's the trailer. Yeah, so I got the Nicholas Cage thing up there. That video is pretty good. 
And then I saw this actually when I was looking through Michael's Vice links. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. The next link, uh, Get Planted. It's just uh, what they call metal pictures of Canadian tree planters. I put that in there for Orion because I know he, I feel like Orion and his former wife were tree planters. Oh, yeah, I think he did that for like a week or something. Yeah, I feel like he said he did that once. So I thought they're, that's pretty cool. Some of the photos are pretty cool. Um, not a job I'd want, but I commend anybody who's willing to go do it. Um, yeah, pretty simple though. Not much, not much going on this week. So, uh, next week you got our book, right? Next, next week. Next, next week. Okay. So we'll have our book. Um, also known as two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. We'll have our book after, to go after. through. Maybe it is better to say next, next week instead of two weeks from now. Right? It's more efficient than next next week. Yeah. Double plus good. Hmm. Double plus ungood. Mm-hmm. That's going to be very, very bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Mm. That's uh, that's what you call newspeak. Mm, newspeak. Yeah. You Irregardless. Try to, you try to eliminate. <laughs> the know, show's about to be come over. On. More words. No, well, before, before we go, I want to ask uh, Evan. Um, have you heard of some guy named ninja in what context a white guy who is a rapper oh uh are you meaning the guy from d antward yes yes i know of him what's their deal it's a show not a band i mean they are a South African rap duo slash mm. power couple. Mm. They are crazy. Okay. okay. Um, but it is it's hyped up for when they go on tour. Would you what about it? Did you meet this guy at the at the local Starbucks? No, or something? I saw a random video of him. Telling the story how he went, he went over to hang out with Kanye West, and he was like, "What the fuck is going on?" He's like, "This is a crazy dude." Yeah, he said they, Kanye West is crazy. Yes. Jeez. And then they went over next door to play basketball at Drake's house. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded almost like the Chappelle Show story with the Charlie Murphy and Prince. Yeah, Prince. with the Prince's house. And then he made pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And of course, this this ninja guy, he got his like ass kicked. He's like, I fucking suck at basketball. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, he's like, Drake is Drake is basically winning, but uh, Kanye West, like he said, he kept on he kept on uh, you know going up and like doing like a crazy like he'd do a twist in the air and do something crazy and throw the ball and he missed every single fucking time <laughs> except one time. He actually like did a twist in the air, did whatever, and it actually went in, and it was like woo, you know. <laughs> like, then he so then he crazy. left, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was nuts. It was a crazy story, but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, I want. I think I've heard of this ninja guy before. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone at work told me about him or something. Have you never heard of the Antford? I had not. No. That's incredible. Have you since looked up their music videos? I didn't look at any of them, but I looked at I I read briefly their Wikipedia entry. Okay, 
Um, you, you are not their target audience. Yeah. Uh, and you will probably not appreciate the way they express themselves, but do yourself a favor just, you know, to have it in your repertoire, go watch a couple of their videos. Yeah, I think I think I know what it is, but yeah, yeah I'll, I'll watch a couple. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, that's all I had. So something really weird. Um, I'm just gonna say here. Um, Michael will get this. Everyone will get this, and no one who listens to the show will get this. So I probably should leave it out, but I'm gonna say it anyway. In the in the uh, Ghost in the Shell. TV series, there's uh, many characters. One of the characters is a box. Like the man <laughs> puts his brain in a box, and it's this gray box with wheels and little arms. I vaguely remember that. And his name is something Jameson. Somehow, Japanese people are obsessed with Jameson. So there's a lot of cartoons like i mean ghost in the shell or tachikoma related cartoons where this jameson character reappears again and again and again as this box and it's like and he holds up he doesn't speak he holds up signs it's just weird that's all it's 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 weird and totally irrelevant evan edit this out i won't it reminds me of claptrap claptrap <laughs> all right all right anybody got anything else no sir excellent all right. Thank you guys for coming in and listening to the IO panel podcast. We love having uh, you come out and hang out with us. Please uh, go ahead and email us anytime you feel like it. Um, let us know so we can keep delivering awesome contact. You can hit us on, on Twitter at, at the IO panel, uh, at IO panel podcast. Uh, obviously we're on Google play. We're on iTunes search under IO panel. Michael, do people have to put in brackets and shit when they find us on Google Play? No, but they do have to put in a slash. Okay, so IO, IO, pa, IO slash panel, or IO slash I slash O. I slash O space panel. Yeah, so we discovered that, Evan, earlier this week. But uh, I listen to us on Google Play, so it does okay. work. So I'm not the check, one who set it up. Don't blame me. No, 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 I'm notifying you. You're part of the team here. I'm just letting you know. So we, okay. discovered, we discovered that Evan. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Amazon affiliate link. If you want to buy some stuff, please. It helps us out. We really appreciate it. Um, to our Patreons like Ed, Ed, and Ed, we really appreciate your Ed and editing and editing time. You edited us this week. Um, so thank you very much for that, Ed. Uh, you know, you're a friend of the show. We love it. Um, uh, email at at, at, at at feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. That's not. I was. It's. It's not that I forgot. It's, it's not just in that, my throat. I was like trying. I was like, my brain kept trying to say at iopanelpodcast from Twitter instead of saying feedback at iopanelpodcast. Uh, just email help at twitter.com and they'll get it to us. Yeah, bingo. That's how we get things to them. <laughs> Fuck you. Info. <laughs> Feedback at IO Panel Podcast. Check us out, guys. Thanks Info a lot. Gmail.com. Um, the show will be out in a couple days. Oh, never mind. I'm doing things I don't need to do. 
Have a good night. Cause I'm afraid of what's gonna come out. Hey.